Welcome to Too Neat For You Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I just want to say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you from wherever you may be watching from. And I hope and pray that you had a thanks, a great Thanksgiving holiday. Um, I pray that you were able to spend some time with your family to make some new memories and to just get catch up on some much needed rest that you needed. Also, I hope you renewed your soul with the word of God or your spirit man with the word of God. And before I get into this week's episode, I'm going to recap last week's episode. We talked about in sickness and in health. And I shared with you some things that went on with London um, during her partner's sickness and his health. And she said the yes in her life, you know, had already turned out to be an enemy in disguise. You know, and then I also asked the question, when you take those vows before God, do you really mean them? And those are questions that kind of need to be addressed before you get married but before you say your I do's because you need to think about in sickness and in help are we really prepared for this mentally spiritually and financially you know did I just say yes I'm gonna be with you in sickness and in health or you know do I really mean that you know if your spouse were to take sick because you know life happens um changes take place in our lives you know our bodies go through a lot of different things and we may look and appear healthy on the outside, but on the inside, you know, things can be going on that we're not aware of and things can be going on that we are aware of. And sometimes it just gets a little worse, you know, so you have to really, when you get ready to take those marriage vows, you have to really know that those are sacred vows that you are taking before God and each other and you have to really sit down and have the tough conversations you know just even tough conversations of you know if one of you were to take sick and one would be confined to a hospital bed or they'd be in a vegetative state you know do you want to continue to be on life support you know these are questions that need to be addressed you know It can't just be like, oh, yeah, this is automatically going to happen because, you know, some things happened with James in London when she fell sick. You know, James turned the other cheek on London and a lot of things, you know, and some things that she was expecting for him to do. It didn't happen. You know, her her parents, her father had to come fill in. Um, Her mother had to come fill in her um, her brother. And his wife came to fill in. And not to say that James didn't do anything from the beginning, because he did. But I don't know if it was a point in there that things became overwhelming for James. And he just couldn't do it. Or, you know, if other things had taken precedent over James and his wife. You know, for him to be the the man of God that he was. And to stand up and be the husband that he should have been to London. Those were some of the things where he... He missed the ball. You know, he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball on those things. And that kind of hurt London a lot. So my suggestion to you, for those of you who are married, been married for years, or either who are newlyweds, or those of you who are even thinking about getting married, have those tough conversations 
before you get married. So you will have a plan in place in the event that, you know, something tragic were to happen or something, you know, detrimental would happen due to health-wise. So let's get into it. (laughs) Let's get into this week's episode. And this week's episode, we're going to talk about the talk. I don't know if you remember, as I shared, that um, London said the yes in her life had quickly became a no. Um, He had become an enemy in disguise. So in this chapter, in the talk, things kind of shift a little bit. Um, James started being at home a little more. His attitude kind of changed. You know, he started to see London a bit more. And it could have been due to the fact that London her health got a little better she was no longer confined to the bed you know she could get up and move a little bit and she had a little life a little energy in her and you know she like I said she wasn't confined to the bed she could get up and do some of the things that she used to do around the house and just you know be her joyful self so London um, and James were out shopping well, he, but before I go there, let me this is a, bring it back. <laughs> James wanted to take London away for a weekend, so he wants to do a weekend trip to Savannah. So, in the process of them doing a weekend trip, they went shopping. And while they were out shopping, you know, it was graduation time, so they were also getting ready to go to a graduation of someone in the family. So in the midst of shopping for clothes to go on vacation, they were also looking at, you know, things for the graduation. And London saw this cute little coral dress that caught her eye for Faith. So while she's looking at the dress for Faith, the next thing she knows, she starts seeing little blurred visions in front of her. And before she knew it, she passed out. When she came to, all she could see were the paramedics surrounded around her. She didn't have her baby because the last thing she remembered before she blacked out was holding faith. So at this point in time, she's like, where's my baby? She's frantic. She's, you know, she's panicked. She she doesn't know what happened to her. But the only thing she could think about is her baby. Where's my baby? You know, what happened to my baby? Can I see my baby? And they're like, ma'am, your baby's fine. We want to take care of you. You know, we got to take care of you. And she's like, mm-mm, where's my baby? I need to know she's fine. So they motioned to James to help trying to calm London down. They said, well, ask James to come over. And he came over with faith. Because at this point, it seems like that's the only way London was going to make it into that ambulance. As long as she saw her daughter and knew that her daughter was okay. So after she saw Faith, you know, she went ahead on the cooperator, got in the ambulance and went to the hospital. Now, she had never blanked out or, you know, blanked out before. Um, So in the hospital while she was there, they ran a series of tests on her. Um, Couldn't really come up with anything. So they wanted to know had she ever had any seizures or anything. And London was like, no. I've never had a seizure. This has never happened to me. It was the first time this has ever happened. So this is just new to me. So she didn't understand what was going on. 
But um, one thing I would like to say too, and I don't know if you've been paying attention as I go along, as I did mention, London had a great relationship with her parents. But one thing she hadn't done, and she hadn't told her parents about her death sentence. So as she kept getting sick, you know, remember she um, she almost had a nervous breakdown. She got to the point that um, she kept getting sick. She had um, strep throat. After that, she got over another infection. Um, she took medication to get rid of that um, and end up being allergic to penicillin. Then after that, she got over that. Then the next thing you know, she was back in the hospital again with acid reflux and just feeling different things going on with her body that she didn't understand. So now here it comes and she blacks out. And her parents are very concerned. So what hits London this time when she's in the hospital, she like, it's time for me to come clean and have the talk with my parents. So when her mom called to check on her, you know, they asked what happened. London told what happened. And this was before they came to see her. They told London what London told them what happened. And they asked her what was going on. And she said, I don't know. But then she went ahead and opened up and said, I have something I need to tell you and Dad. So Dad got on the phone. Now she has both her parents on the phone. And she went ahead and told them, I have HIV. I've been diagnosed with HIV. And this was hard for London. And she knew it was going to be hard for her parents, so... In that moment, she didn't hear anything. She just heard an awkward silence on the phone. And she began to cry. But in that instant, her parents just asked, how are you? How are you doing? What can we do for you? You know, (laughs) what hospital are you in? What's your room number? How long are you going to be in there? She said, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they're just running a couple of tests and you're going to hear the pages of this of the book so mm, I'm just going to read this little part to you and give you who you can visualize or you can listen audibly Mm. and here we go the nurse asked London what happened and if anyone in her family has been hospitalized because of seizures. And has this ever happened before? London replied, no, this is the first time I have ever blacked out or fallen out. I do not want to say that it was a seizure because I have never had one before and no one in my family suffers from seizure. Seizures, while laying in the hospital, London decided it was time to come clean and tell Mr. and Mrs. Jones about her death sentence. The next day, with both of her parents on the phone, London disclosed the dreadful news to her parents. You could hear a pin drop from the silence on the phone. It appears as if her parents were trying to gather their thoughts about what to say and how to say it. The conversation shift to, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How long will you be in the hospital? And London responded, I don't know. At the moment, I don't know at the moment, and nothing has been confirmed. I'm waiting on the test results. 
The thought of not telling her parents about her death sentence began to weigh heavily on her mind. London questioned her judgment for not confiding in her parents. The reality of her death sentence stared her in the face whenever she looked in the mirror. Their once vibrant baby girl now spent her days in bed praying, asking the Lord to take her life. Praying, asking the Lord to take her life. The next day, London received a visit from the doctor informing her that she could not drive for six months. He told London that she had to have an MRI and had to see a neurologist. London thought to herself, here I go. At the uh, here I go again at the mercy of someone else. She prayed and asked the Lord to reveal to her the lesson she needed to learn so that she would not have to keep repeating the same test and end up back in the hospital. Mm. And end up back in the hospital. James would have to pick up the slack and grasp the task of taking her back and forth to the doctor, interact with the children, and lend a hand around the house. Mm. So things really shift for London in that moment. You know, she thought she was doing fine. One moment she's feeling fine. She's looking good. She's up. She's out and about. She's, you know, ready to plan a trip out of town, ready to go celebrate one of their family members who was graduating from high school. And then she blinks out. And this once vibrant person, the little girl her parents knew, had to open up to them about a death sentence. Something she had been keeping from them. Because in London's mind, it was, I just won't tell anybody. And I'll just move away. And I'll just die, you know, until I'll just stay away. You know, until my death sentence, even though they did come check on her, she still never mentioned it. But when she kept getting sick, she knew it was time for her to come clean and have the talk with her parents. So I'm going to shift this today to those of you who are listening to the podcast. And it may not be a sickness. I don't know what it is or what it may be. But is it time for you to have a talk about some things that are going on in your life with some people who really need to be aware of some things? You know, we don't like to really talk about death. We don't like to talk about getting our house in order and getting things together. But right now, this is a time to have the talk. This is the time to really be open and honest about do you have your will in place? Do you have your beneficiary in place? Do you have, you know, do people know your password to your important things, you know? Do you have everything in place? Do you have your power of attorneys in place? Do you you have those things in place for when that time comes? And I'm not saying it's happening today, tomorrow, next month, or next year. Just do you have those things in place just in case? Because you know where it can be here today and gone tomorrow. It doesn't mean your health has to fail. We can be in good health. And you know when life still happens. Or what is your talk about? Do you need to talk about your health? Do you need to talk about your finances? 
Do you need to talk about that relationship that you're in that may not be going anywhere? Do you need to talk about your salvation with someone? Do you even need to have a little talk with Jesus? Do you need to have a talk with God and, you know, establish a relationship with God or develop that relationship with them? Do you need to have a talk with your spouse? Do you need to have a talk with your children? Do you need to have a talk with some of your family members? Those are just questions. Are you keeping something from someone that they really need to know? And I'll just share, you know, I care for both of my parents. Um, My mom, a little more hands-on. I have to do a little ADL for her a lot. I have to really do hands-on with my mom. My father doesn't really need as much hands-on, but my father goes through a lot of things. And then sometimes I'm like, Daddy, what's going on? And he'll say, I'm all right, baby girl. You know, I'm all right. You got enough on your hands. Mm-mm. Talk to me, Daddy. Still, I need to know what's going on with you. You know, and then I'm going to take it in another direction. For those that are in our family that we may not probably haven't forgiven or that we haven't spoke to in a long time, have a talk with them. You know, now is the time we need to be drawing closer to each other to let everybody know that we love each other. Put aside your differences. Have that talk and forgive. And when you forgive, make sure you truly forgive that you're not bringing up anything in the past. Forgive, let it go, move on. If it means you got to love from a distance and you no longer want to be in that person's life or you feel like you no longer need them in your space, just have that talk. Is it a talk you need to have about your dreams and your aspiration, your goals? Is it a talk you need to have about leaving a job, transitioning from one new job to another job, or transitioning from one state to another state, transitioning from one school to another school? What is your talk about? Or what talk do you need to have? Just something I wanted to put out there today. And I'll come back next week and we'll have a part two to the talk. So thank you for tuning in to Too Neat For You podcast this week's episode titled The Talk. As always, stay prayerful, live on purpose, and smile because it looks good on you. Smile because it can brighten your mood and the mood of others. Smile because mm, someone needs it to see your beautiful smile to be uplifted. As always, new episodes are uploaded Tuesday, every Tuesday. Oh, and let me tell you, for those of you women who would like to be a part of Naked and Exposed Book Club, I'm telling you, please get on the, please jump on it. Get your book from Amazon and call me. Reach out to me. Um, I'm going to do a special little segment that give you my social media platforms I'm going to give you an email because I have an email address where you can reach out to me and you can reach out to me at um, I don't want to tell you the wrong thing it's naked and exposed and I don't know about hard and don't have it with me so I'm going to do another little segment with um, 
ways to get in contact with me, but you can follow me on social media at Arthur Manisha Martin on um, Instagram and Facebook. You can also message me on my regular page, Manisha Martin. I'm working on doing something different in the new year. And that is doing um, Naked and Exposed Book Club virtually for those of you who would like to attend. And I'm not just saying this because it's my book. I'm just saying it to let you know it will change your life. And I've had two successful book clubs, one last month and one this month, um, preparing for next month. And the one this month kind of... I got a little emotional. It kind of touched me. It it just touched me. Um, it was just real, just real. That's all I can say. I don't know how else to be other than to be my authentic self. So please contact me about being a part of the book club. And as always, happy holidays to you and your family. Until next week.